This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM, St. Paul, HD2, and on scorenorth.com. Get your flippers on, put your goggles on, grab your snorkel, thank you, put on your trunks, and jump on in. Oh, I don't wear trunks. Wait, then stay out of the pool. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. You know, I knew him in a different way, okay? So he was assistant general manager, really doing scouting. It was really was his role, and, um, and he was uh, tremendous at that. And, uh, but it was, it was the other portion of being a general manager, the organizational, the strategic, the, the management of people, the hiring and motivating of the departments. <laughs> Uh, that's when I talk about not being a fit. That's what I'm referring to. Oh, Mackie, <laughs> Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Rami out in Milwaukee. He is going to attempt to make people laugh doing oh, wow. stand-up comedy at Milwaukee Comedy Fest. Uh, so, oh wow, I don't know that I can do better than that, guys. I I got nothing funnier than that. We got to play that again. And by the way, it's official today. I just told I just spoiled this with Judd off. The, I couldn't resist five minutes ago off microphone. <laughs> Glenn Taylor has had the championship belt for worst owner in town for 20 years. <laughs> Craig Leopold, congratulations. You are now the worst owner in the Twin Cities. Oh, my God. That's Craig Leopold's music. Oh, my God. All right. Here, here's what he said about why he fired Paul Fenton after one year. You know, I knew him in a different way, okay? So he was assistant general manager, really doing scouting. It was really was his role, and, um, and he was uh, tremendous at that. And, uh, but it was, it was the other portion of being a general manager, the organizational, the strategic, the, the management of people, the hiring and motivating of the departments. Uh, that's when I talk about not being a fit, that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> Judge just sitting here, just There's, apoplectic. It's not funny to me. Why? What do you mean it's not it's funny? It's not. It's not funny. He to me. just hold on. He just listed. All right. So, ah, man, things didn't really work out. Well, what? What were the main reasons why it didn't work out? Well, the guy that I hired to, I don't know, run the organization, <laughs> failed in terms of organizational skills, strategic skills, management of people everything. skills, hiring skills, and motivating the staff. Literally everything you need to yeah. do as a boss. He could have made that real easy by saying he was just bad at everything else. Just everything. All right. So Fenton's gone. 
That's fine. One year. He was a disaster. He <laughs> By was, the way, the glasses are off. This is a completely different judge than I talked to earlier on the Score North First Place Twins show. That was baseball trade deadline judge, Judd, and he was fired up. This I can already tell after six words, this is not the same Judd. So Fenton's gone, and he deserves to be gone. It was a disaster. He he had the people skills of a snail, and I get all that. Um, but let's not talk about him because, he, okay, it didn't work. But what you just read that Leopold said is not funny because of this. This Steinbrennerian-esque act that he's playing, sitting in his owner's box, watching every game with his crumpled up bleeping game program, living and dying, and then telling a fan base and believing, and this is the scary part, not lying, believing yourself that this team can compete and being influenced one day by Ryan Suter and the next by Zach Parisi and and calling home to Wisconsin to tell them how great it is to own this hockey team. And meanwhile, screwing it up beyond belief is not funny. Okay, this is my favorite team in town. I, I think it's safe to say I go to a ton of games. We at the station, yeah. you know, we I'm not saying we don't care about the sport of hockey and the wild, but they're definitely the fourth of four. And I totally get that. It's a it's a cult niche sport. It always will be. It always has been. I accept that, but I go to games because I love the sport. And more importantly, I love the potential of good playoff hockey. It is, when when it's on, guys, it's great. Phil and I have experienced it. It, it brings everybody in. And to have this guy have hired the, Paul Fenton, who was incapable of doing his job, and as much as we can blame Paul, he also he meant it the day he fired Chuck and brought and then brought in Paul that they only needed tweaks to believe that that delusional bunch of garbage in your mind that this team, this organization needs tweaks is beyond belief. And the fact that nobody has sat Craig down and said, Craig, sit down and actually right now shut up and listen to what I'm going to tell you, which is tweaks aren't going to help you. July 4th, 2012 was Fun. It was outstanding. You signed Zach and Ryan and everybody bought in and it didn't work. And so if I'm the GM candidate, I sit, I, I take Craig out to lunch. In fact, I pay for it because I don't want to be on his dime. And I tell Craig Leopold that this team right now is currently constructed, has no chance to win. And this is going to take a long time. And what I need you to do, Craig, you can come to the games. That's fine. You can sit in your box. That's fine too. But when the games are done, I need you to get in your car and go home, preferably to Wisconsin, because this is a hobby to you and you don't know how to build a successful team. You've got no clue. You took one shot and that was great, but it failed miserably. And we are now, I believe, eight years into those contracts. Tracks. And yet you call me and you got Zach in your office one day or Ryan in your office one day influencing you. I can't have any of that. We're going to do things my way. And if we're not going to do things my way, I'm going to stay at whatever job I currently have. Because the incompetence that this organization has reached is going to be blamed on Paul Fenton, who, yes, was incompetent. But more importantly, as Phil just said, the worst owner in this town right now, and he doesn't even know it. And this is the sad thing. I think that Glenn Taylor at times, moments of enlightenment, has probably said, I'm not very good at this, but I sure enjoy it. Craig Leopold, honest to God, thinks to himself today, we got a, in fact, he said it today, we got a shot at the Stanley Cup. What, who are you kidding? What are you doing? Where's an adult in the room to come up to you and sit you down and tell you, be quiet, sit down, you've got no shot at the Stanley Cup. It's gone. And if Zach doesn't like it and Ryan doesn't like it and Miko doesn't like it and Eric doesn't like it, I don't give a damn. This team's got no chance. So shut up, go to the games, go home. That's it. Not funny. <laughs> and he might be a nice man, but it's not. It's not. 
We're doing things my way or we're not doing them. I'm actually worked up. I know this is I but I'm not I this is amazing. This is amazing. This is this is like I don't know. I was gonna say this is five years of pent up Judd frustration, but that's only looking at like how long I've been doing a show with you. Mm-hmm. This might actually be 49 years. Well, when's the first age you remember watching the North Stars? 78, 8 years old. And is it fair to say, so the North, so Rami, the North Stars, this is, this is the state of hockey, supposedly, right? State of chaos is what I termed it in my column today. <laughs> and not once in North Stars or Wild franchise history have they won a Stanley Cup. So it's, it, there's a little bit of disconnect in that we're the state of hockey, and yet the professional franchises... Now, Louis brought him as a GM to two different uh, Stanley Cup finals. They, they, they couldn't get over the hump. But is it fair to say that for about 45 years of your life, all you've wanted is a Stanley Cup to be hoisted? It's your favorite sport. It's Have been your never, favorite team. So the Stanley Cup has never been won by a Minnesota NHL franchise correct. That is in correct. Judd's lifetime? That, no. Ever, ever. Period. Ever Ever, period. What? Yes. 1967 to 93, the North Stars were here. They is went he, to it twice. Here's why that doesn't make sense. Like, the best baseball players in the country, they tend to come from, like, Florida, California, etc. Same as football, where they can play the sport year-round. This state is frozen eight months out of the year. (laughs) How do we not have the best hockey players and the best hockey team and the most passionate hockey fan base in the world? It's amazing. And, And so piecing all of these things together, for nearly a half century, Judd's life, you've wanted... Your the team that you follow the closest, the team that you love the most growing up, the team that represents your favorite sport to host to hoist your favorite trophy. Mm-hmm. And the owner of that team in the Twin Cities came out and said, "Yeah, the guy I hired uh, has no organizational, strategic management, or hiring or motivational skills. So uh, we're just going to quick go back to the drawing board. And yes, we can win a Stanley Cup in 2019-20. And we are we are we're through a draft." Free agency is done. Yeah. And by the way, you signed a 31-year-old winger to, I believe it's a four-year contract with a no-move clause. You allowed that to happen. How screwed up are yeah, you? Actually, I saw Doogie, our, our, our buddy Doogie from the Scoop podcast and, and from 5 Eyewitness News. He said Fenton thought he was going to get fired two months ago. So Fenton, Fenton, this wasn't a shock to Fenton. No. Paul Fenton thought two months ago, I'm, I'm, I'm on the chopping block, it's over for me. Okay, let, let's go back two months ago real quick, because that would put you in May, the end of May, right? Mm-hmm. On the verge of the two most important things of the calendar year for building your franchise, the draft, yep. and more importantly, free agency yep. and trade season, right? Yep. So if you knew you were going to pull the trigger on somebody two months ago, and then you eventually did pull the trigger on them in late July, was he just like waiting for bad contracts to be signed to solidify, oh, you know what, yeah, I do have to fire no. this guy. Why wouldn't you just put... Hell, put Mike Madonna in charge two months ago as an interim. My guess, my guess is that he, he was hoping against hope that either in his mind things changed, which they weren't going to, or he was so nervous about making the move before the draft that he just didn't do it. But he's at fault here, you guys. I mean, Fenton, Fenton was has no people skills, and all the things that Craig said are exactly right, which which is Craig's fault again. But the number one thing here, and this is what makes me so mad and is not going to change until Craig basically is told you are not going to be around this team. I mean, you almost have to stick him in a closet, is the fact that he still thinks this team can win. Fenton was trying to two-track the team, if that 
word makes sense or words make sense. He was trying to do a track that he saw, which is trade the coils and Granlin's Ninos, which was a, which is a God awful trade, but, and get younger. And then he was also trying to retain players and sign veteran players to win. Now you can't do both, but the, but the latter thing that I'm talking about, that's Craig's plan. He did not give his GM, and this is why you don't take the job unless you get assurances now, and basically that means you can't be around me if you're if I'm the new GM. He did not get assurances of that, and so what happened was he was trying to serve two masters. You can't do it. And this team, look at this team. They've got no chance. But the problem is they've got guys like Zach and Ryan who keep coming back to a guy like Craig being like, but you said we had a chance. Yeah. And at some point in time... We've all seen it, right, Phil? You got to tell some employees. Really sorry, but it didn't work out. Yeah, you know what? The most helpless, Rami, the most helpless place to be as a sports fan is not when your team signs a bad contract, like oh man, the Joe Maurer contract, or uh, well, your Cubs have had a few questionable contracts throughout the years. The Alfonso Soriano. Con- I mean, that's a bad spot to be as a fan. Right. The worst spot to be in as a fan is when your owner has no sense of how to hire the right people. Because this you is, can't just get rid of the owner. All you need to know to to try and gauge how how weird, how odd, and how bad this is, and how poorly run a franchise the Minnesota Wild are at this point, is that I can see it. Like I'm, I'm the hockey guy at all. I don't. I know next to nothing about hockey. The fact that I can sit back and and see everything that Judd's talking about, I shouldn't be able to see this. I I don't I, I don't know enough to that I should be able to see how poorly run your hockey franchise is. It's plain as day to me, the most uneducated hockey eye who's on this station. I don't mind admitting that. It, if I can see it, it's got to be really really bad, guys. Really Really bad right now, and this is probably a little bit different. But right now, the Wild and the Mets are the same franchise. It's the same thing. You have no direction. You're clueless. You got four Robinson you, Canos on your roster. You right may, now. and and you make moves that excite people still. Like oh, Zuccarello can score some goals, set up some goals. This is going to be great. But if you then take three steps back and say, okay, but let's look at the big picture of what they're doing. If I asked you to write me a paragraph right now on what the Mets or Wild are doing, you know, as succinct as possible, right? Sit down and write a paragraph. You couldn't do it. You'd be completely lost. You'd say, I don't what, know. What do you mean? The Mets are trying to get Byron Buxton. Yeah, exactly. I know what they're doing. And, and, they're, and they just got Stroman, but they want to trade Syndergaard, and they might trade Wheeler, right? It's the same thing here. And the Wild just has to, what they need to do is get a person in place to run this thing completely, they need the owner basically out, and what they really have to do is stop listening to any influence at all from the players because that that is truly sports death. You want to hear this is oh, I well, I know the answer. You probably don't want to hear more from Craig Leopold, but the audience might want to hear more from Craig Leopold. So this is Craig Leopold explaining, and and also I guess to to his short term credit, he didn't try to deflect. He flat out said, "Yeah, I I missed it, and this is on me. I don't." Um... I don't like the fact that it it didn't work out. Um, uh, you know, Paul is a is a really strong, strategic scout. Identifies talent, understands development, all of that. But there were parts of the of his role that um, just wasn't working out to my satisfaction. I, I didn't hear a lot of feedback from players. There there were some. Exit interviews that were uh, uh, 
made at the end of the year as the players were leaving and there was a sense there that just things weren't all right and so as we pulled back the onion of some of those issues uh, we realized that maybe that was that was part of the problem um, but I'm certainly not pointing the finger at Paul that our locker room you know if if there's issues in our locker room I'm not saying it's Paul I just didn't, didn't think Paul was the solution. You've had issues in your locker room for six years now. Here's my problem, you guys. And this is this is a genuine frustration. Almost everything he's saying, I go to games in, in the press box, right? I don't even go to practices, really. I go to games in the press box. And I went to the season-ending press conference. And I could identify every problem. He treated Paul Fenton is the most uncomfortable, unfit, and now David Kahn was a, a an idiot. But Paul Fenton is the most uncomfortable, unfit person to run a franchise in this town since Fran Foley. They're the same guy. People skills of of a uh, turtle. They just don't have any. <laughs> yeah. And and at see at the season ending press conference. To watch Paul Fenton field questions, just, uh, you know, they've missed the playoffs, but a wide variety of Minnesota sports questions. So we're not talking the the, uh, tabloid-type New York Post type of questions here, as if they were landmines, hand grenades being lobbed, getting more and more defensive. And then, and then the coup de grace to me was, and this is where I, if I said this is not going to work, Boudreaux is to Fenton's right. And deep into the press conference, somebody finally says, with Bruce going into the last year of his contract, what's your plan? And Fenton's like, he's my guy, he's my coach. And Boudreaux says to the reporter, thank you for asking that question, because until today, I didn't know that. Bruce Boudreaux might have his faults, but he's a class act, veteran hockey guy. And I don't care if he's your hire or not. The exact type of employee you do not leave hanging, right? Yeah. And he left him hanging. And the all of these things, now the locker room, the room part of this, Leopold's right. It's long been a problem, and I think we all know why. But the Fenton part of this, when you allow your coach, when you, honest to God, haven't told your coach until the season-ending press conference, when he's asked that he's coming back, just process that for one second. And when I hear a lot of these words, and I'll repeat them again, these are reasons why Paul Fenton was fired after one year today from Craig Leopold. And and, and what, what were his deficiencies? Organizational management of people, motivating people, hiring people, right? And morale I, was awful. Morale. I, I talked to people around there. With I that. add all those things up, and I, and quite simply, they all fall under the umbrella of social savviness, right? Sure. And I think there should be a new rule of thumb. If you are the owner of a professional sports franchise, and this probably applies to coaches and general managers that you're looking to hire, they have to have a lot of qualities. They have to be smart. They have to have a scouting eye. They have to have all those things. But there's one deal breaker for me, especially for GM. If if the guy or the woman that you're hiring can't walk into a room and have a gravitational pull where people want to be around them and they have conversations with people and they're sort of the, the light of the room, don't hire them. Because that's what your job is first and foremost. Your job is to create a culture and to create systems and things like that. And so if you, like if you don't have some sort of a filtering test when you're hiring these people, Glenn Taylor whiffed on, a, on numerous occasions with David Kahn, um, Tom Thibodeau, and now Craig Leopold. Like, that should be the number one thing on your list. Are you good in a room with people? And if the answer is no, I don't care how good of a scout you are. I don't care how smart you are. You can't run a multifaceted organization. It's amazing to me. 
Rami, maybe uh, Craig Leopold should just do a stand-up set for you this week. I don't even know if you're needed out in Milwaukee Dude, this week. I'm telling you, I got nothing. I don't. I don't know that I have anything better than than what he just did right there. He basically went up and said, "Yeah, this guy was good at scouting. Uh, what you know? What he wasn't so good at everything else. All right. Everything. <laughs> but let but let's let's keep the focus and come back to Craig too. Russell's story today. I'll give you guys one guess. I'll give you guys one guess, and the clue is it's tied into Glenn Taylor how Paul Fenton was fired, according to yeah. Michael Russo. Over the day. phone. Yeah. That's all you need to know, too. <laughs> fired Glenn, a dude. Glenn over, Taylor. A dude with, went who he to has Flo- a relationship with going back. Glenn Taylor went to Florida and told Ethan Casson and, and Layden, of all people, yeah. who was Tibbs' right hand man, today is the day. And by the way, I'm in Florida. Paul Fenton called him. Was it on FaceTime? Or called him. My guess is Paul Fenton knows about as much about FaceTime as I do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess based on the uh, if you if you ranked teams based on analytics and savviness in terms of technology, I don't think the Wilder. But really, that's really how that's really how we're now firing people. Man, you know we can we don't do this often, but Wild vent lines are open from now until further notice. So six five one six four six for me. Yeah, welcome welcome to Wild Vent Line for the first time welcome, in a long time. Welcome to the state of chaos, Rami. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North. We also have to talk about what the Mets wanted from the Twins or want in the next twenty two hours. What the Mets want in exchange for Noah Syndergaard seems a little bit absurd. But uh, we're watching MLB Network right now on our TCL fifty five inch four coup four coup four coup Roke four K Roku. I can speak English four K Roku TV. Which we got two of them in here, and uh, we we love both of them because we're talking about the best connected TV on the market. If you are a cord cutter out there, look no further than the TCL TV with that built-in Roku device, which gives you a gateway to 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. You get access just toggling back and forth between your cable or satellite channels and your streaming options. It's excellent for sports watchers or if you're just looking for uh, movies or entertainment options. Heck, I found a streaming channel called Slow TV, which I think it's based in Norway, but they literally just like mount a camera on a train and it just takes you around different parts of the country with like seven, it's like seven hour uh, uh, elevator music, but in video form. I don't know. I'm a nerd, but there's things like that with the built in Roku device. You watch that? Oh, you sit and glued. watch that? Absolutely. I stare at it. I don't get any work done anymore. I'm just watching train rides around the the Swiss Alps. We're all doomed. This station is What's wrong with Sorry. you? Sorry. <laughs> TCLUSA.com and any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Join me, Callum Williams, Kendra D. St. Aubin, and Jamie Watson for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United in the Portland Timbers this Sunday afternoon with pregame at 2.30 and kick at 3 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. One thing you can also check out on the Score North mobile app is Minnesota Sports Rewind, where Score North goes back in time and dives deep in some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history, including Twins and Tigers, Game 163, Twins and A's from the 2002 ALDS, Kevin Love's 30-30 and 30 game, and Kevin Garnett's dominating Game 7 against Sacramento. It's called Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. Thank you, Jonathan. Ordinarily, on Tuesdays at 420, we talk to Roy Smalley, brought to you by Doug's Power Equipment. We are pushing that back to 520 today, just because we had to, we had to come on and do some wild vent line and let Judd 
cut open a bloody vein all over the it wasn't pretty. desk in here. And uh, and it's it, and Rami has has admittedly he comes in here. He's been here for six months, and even when we were interviewing you for jumping on board with Score North, you were like, guys. Not really a hockey guy. <laughs> Is that going to be a problem? And we said, no, we have Judd. So yeah, uh, for I days like today, for we have Judd. He's got the ang- he's got enough angst for all three. Yes, of I us. do. We're not going to need you to talk <laughs> hockey too much. But uh, wild bent lines are open. We also have to get to the latest on Twins trade talks with less than twenty four hours before the trade deadline. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you're just hopping in your car, you're just joining us. After one year as Wild General Manager, Paul Fenton is updating his LinkedIn profile. If he even has LinkedIn, I don't know. He should probably get it. Ted in Minneapolis, what's going on, man? You're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Yeah, the thing I wanted to say, you know, we're all Wild fans and everything like that, but people don't realize this team has been an overachieving team for many, many years. They've never had any superstars, and I can't believe how poorly this team is with salary cap problems. But this team... Has always played better than they really were. They got beat out in the first round a number of times. They should. For a team to score over 100 points with their talent, I give them a lot of credit. And Budpo, I think, is a great coach. I agree. So Ted taking the positive spin. I agree on Bruce, but I disagree. This this team did. This team signed Parisian Suter to 13 year, 98 million dollar contracts based on the uh, speculation and thought that they would be not superstars. Probably that's probably too strong, but star players. I disagree. This is this is one of the great underachievements of all time. I mean, why give them credit? Now, now I fault them for not not doing more to find a true number 1 center 5 years ago because the thought process that Miko was was completely flawed. But Phil, we we go back on our show to when this team was making potential playoff runs with young players. I don't give them any credit. They had the talent. They definitely did. And, and not so much with Bruce, but with Yozy, they underachieved. The the two greatest underachieving things, I think, right now in the last um, 15 years are 2018 Vikings with Cousins and that whole run. The Wild won two playoff series, you guys. Two playoff series. You don't sign guys to 13-year, $98 million contracts and then pat them on the head and say, nice job. I give them zero credit for that. Wild vent lines are... Open here. Let's go to Dan in Minneapolis. Hello, Dan. Hello, guys. I just wanted to say, you know, across the board, for the most part, uh, the Wild have had decent talent over the years, but they can never seem to get a coach to wrangle them and get them to play as a team. I, what I also think is uh, uh, Mr. Leopold needs to open up his wallet and get a premier coach and buy the Nurse Stars name back from the NHL. I, I would actually love that. I, I would change my entire opinion about Craig Leopold if he found a way to get the North Stars. <laughs> so would a lot of people. Why not Patrick they able to? Nobody's using it, are they? Dallas took it, and and but now they're the Dallas Stars. My understanding is is that the league owns it. Dallas has the Stars, and so they basically have said they basically said no that that's still the use of that name, but. Yeah, that'd be nice and fun. But today, today is a time to focus on what this franchise is doing wrong, actively doing wrong. And today is a time to focus on, on let's see if they can get their act uh, together. Because the press conference that Craig gave is a disaster. That press conference is awful. I mean, good for you. You screwed up and said, I screwed up eight things about the guy that I hired as my GM. But let's not forget, too, he's still talking about trying to win a Stanley Cup. 
Until we're past that, I mean, I would love to sit down and explain to him why that's one of the most ridiculous, asinine, ludicrous things I've heard. It's not possible right now. Well, it's I I agree, but I think it's so tempting in hockey because you can just catch lightning in a bottle. It's not like in basketball, if your goal is to make the playoffs, that's one tier. And if you become the seven or the eight seed, that's a goal in itself. But what? you have zero okay. chance of winning your, your I'll bracket. I'll ask you this question, and you know this. What are the key things? Because you're right. A hot, you get hot, right? And you make a run. Mm-hmm. But what are what's one of the most important things? Goaltending? Yes, they don't have that guy. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not capable of that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and a true number one center. They're not close to that. Yep. I, true number one center, goaltending, possession, like those are three right. major critical but factors that they just aren't. They just don't have that. Yep. 651-646-8255. We got to get to this twin stuff here in a second, but uh, Mike in Brooklyn Park, you're on Wild Vent Line. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um some of the frustrates me is I just feel like we completely missed our window. I actually, I know it's kind of an unpopular opinion, but I thought these last couple of years we had enough talent to do it. And even last year we were a top 10 team for like the first third of the season until Dumbo went down. And I feel like that just derailed everything. So I just, I feel like our window's done and I'm afraid it's going to be like the Vikings where it seems like every 10 years we finally are able to make a run. So... Yeah, just disappointed. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, Mike. Mike's frustrated. The the other thing here too is you went and pushed so many chips in yeah. with those Parisian suitor contracts and yep. said, you know, we don't care what happens in the second half of those contracts. Just let's get six really good prime years and then deal with the ramifications later. And now you're left to deal with the ramifications. Correct. And those contracts were signed not with the intent of being a nice team, not with with the intent of oh, wasn't that playoff run fun? before it came to an end after two rounds, those contracts were signed with the intent of at least one of, I think, not a couple Stanley Cups. Yeah. And you didn't even make it to the finals. Didn't work. But just come clean and admit that. No, I mean, Craig spent the money. I I don't think anyone's going to get mad if he gets up to a podium and says, we took a shot. But to the fans, and just as importantly, to those two players, it didn't work. Well, if you want out, we'll try and accommodate you. But it didn't work. Just admit, it, it's as if he can't admit it. And admitting it is the first step towards recovering it. Yeah. Did you guys? I mean, he did basically admit the guy he hired was bad at everything. Right, but he needs to admit that his team is not that team. It, it, there's no chance here. Like he's still like, well, but we can win. And that is, I mean, that's very contradictory of him to say this guy was bad at everything, but this team he put together, Stanley Cup ready. Well, and it goes back to the team that Chuck put. Yeah, it's just it's. It is truly a Mets mess right yeah. now. Well, if you think that the general manager is bad at everything and also put together a Stanley Cup championship caliber team, then you're admitting that hockey truly is random, right? I mean, that, that's yeah. yeah. But you don't you have to think both. But it's random. It's random if you have the right pieces in place uh, in your favor. Yeah, and you, that's what I'm saying. They don't even have that. You have to put yourself in a place for the randomness to help you Correct. in a playoff series in the Western a, Conference Finals. Very fair. Um, all right. We'll, we'll 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 definitely dive. This isn't the last time we're going to talk about what happened today, the wild firing Paul Fenton. And it's worth noting, if you guys are out there and you're not aware, Judd has a hockey podcast. It's called Judd's Hockey Show. And you can find it anywhere you download podcasts. The Score North mobile app is a good place. It's free to download. But if you're, uh, if you're using Apple, if you're using Spotify, you can find it. Judd's Hockey Show, you, Declan, and Lindsey Lindsay, Brown, yep. breaking it all down today. Score North column two. Yep, scorenorth.com. We also appreciate, we've had a really, really, just since we're, since we're having a conversation among friends here, 
We had an amazing video streaming day today. Thank you to everyone who is skipping out on work and watching video streams of Judd's Hockey Show. Works overrated. Daily. Works overrated. <laughs> so much fun. Um, so, anyways, follow us on social media, Score North, if you, uh, if you aren't already. Reckless speculation. But let's, let's keep it here for a few minutes before we uh, take a break. Because the Minnesota Twins, this is from Lavelli Neal's piece in the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. In conversations with the New York Mets 22 hours and 30 minutes before the trade deadline, after failing to land a top-tier top tier starting pitcher to fortify their rotation, the Twins are faced with considering other options as time ticks away toward the 3 p.m. Wednesday trade deadline. According to multiple sources with knowledge of talks, the Twins discussed trade scenarios with Toronto about Marcus Stroman before he was traded to the Mets, and they also inquired about Mets right-hander Noah Syndergaard before being turned off by New York's high asking price, which included Byron Buxton. <laughs> Rami, your thoughts. <laughs> that would have been my reaction if I was Derek Falvey and Thad Levine <laughs> on the phone. I would just laugh and hang up and call them back in a few hours and see if they sobered up and have a real offer for me. That Those are my thoughts. My My initial reaction would have been, so I'm on the phone and Brody uh, Brody V Dubs Van is that Wagenen, what yes. DV Dubs <laughs> Brody 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 he's a rotisserie <laughs> baseball league owner. I think his friends call him BVW. I think he would have said, "Hey, uh, yeah, we're definitely interested in trading Noah Syndergaard, and uh, we're kind of looking at your roster. We see some guys, and we're looking at Byron Buxton. We're looking at uh, a, a Syndergaard Buxton situation." And I would have said, "And how many other players are you throwing in?" In addition to Noah Syndergaard, how many other players are you throwing in to get the single most impactful defensive player in all of Major League Baseball? A guy who now also has his bat rocking for the first time in the first three and three and a half months of the season. A guy that's going to hit 15 to 20 home runs. He's going to have an 800 plus OPS. He's going to win another gold glove. He brings the ERA of all of our pitchers down by a half a run, if not more. And he's catching everything between the right field and the left field foul pole. Like that guy who's in his prime and emerging and probably going to get better next year for your pitcher who hasn't been healthy in three years. What else are you throwing in? BV dubs, Brody Von. <laughs> I just call him Brody Brody. It's perfect. <laughs> Can I give you my, my conspiracy theory here though? That I believe Lavelle's reporting to be spot on, but I, but having been a, a beat guy before, I have a conspiracy theory. All right. So, Rami and Philip, if you tie this all together, let's go back to last week, if you will, in a time and a space, when the Star Tribune had a report that Noah Syndergaard was going to cost the Twins, or the asking price was, if you remember, Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff. Yeah, not or. And, right? Both, right? And we all said, oh, that's too much. Interesting report, but that's too much. Now, yesterday, it's, we're being asked for Byron Buxton. Well, one, of course you were, because the Mets are going to ask for everybody they possibly can. I get that. But two is, I feel like I'm being set up for a letdown here of, well, we tried really hard, but as we told you, they asked for Buxton. Like, I don't, and, and what bothered me about Lavelle's piece last night, that I believe is in today's Star Tribune, is 
it implied at least that they might be out on starting pitching now and, and that they've turned the focus to bullpen because the starting pitching costs too much? Well, they're out on top starting pitching, okay. which to me, according to Lavelle, they're out on top starting pitching. And to me, that list is Madison Bumgarner and Noah Syndergaard. But in my opinion, you can't Maybe be, Trevor Bauer, right? Yeah. But you can't be... I don't think that you can be out until 3 o'clock tomorrow. I think you keep calling them back. I... I would keep calling San Francisco and saying, are you really doing this? You really, for a second wild card to make Bruce Bochy happy, you're really doing this? Mad Bum makes perfect sense to trade him, and here's a nice package for him. So if this is really the, if this is the twins saying, well, look at what the prices were. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that till it's done. Doesn't mean I would trade Buxton. It doesn't even mean that I would trade Kirloff or Lewis. But you guys, I got to be on the phone until three tomorrow hitting the Mets and the Giants and everybody else. up. In fact, there was a report during our twin show today that the Houston Astros were doing exactly that to the Giants. They were still calling and saying, you got to trade them. You're being idiots. You're not being reasonable here. You're being dumb. Don't be dumb. So so I see this from I love the... That's Judd's negotiating. No, but I mean, seriously. Hey, stupid. Don't be an idiot. The, Gi- the, Giants didn't, the Giants didn't hire a really smart young executive from the Dodgers to keep this thing intact, did they? So... Okay, they asked for Buxton. That's fine. Brody, don't be stupid. Here's what the offer is. And I'm hitting them up and hammering them until 3 o'clock tomorrow. But I'm certainly not saying, well, it's just it appeared to be too much. Yeah, they asked for Byron Buxton. So what? So you laugh, go pour yourself a bourbon, come back to the phone, and say, but here's what I'm going to give you. Well, I think, so here's my... It bothers me a little bit. My sense is, I get it. If, If Listen, if they're drawing a line and they want Byron Buxton... I'm like Rami. I laugh and I say, let's get serious at some point. Maybe we have to wait until, you know, two hours before the deadline to get serious. But we're not talking about Byron Buxton. And I think what I sense is there's a lot of people, fans, we're drawing a line of if they don't get Syndergaard, it's a fail at the deadline. And I don't believe that. Would it be great? Would I would I put all kinds of prospects on the table for Noah Syndergaard? Absolutely. Would I put Miguel Sano on the table for Noah Syndergaard? Absolutely. But if they were to wind up with, let's say they wound up with an elite reliever like a Will Smith or a Kirby Yates and a really, really good starting pitcher in his prime in Mike Miner, mm-hmm. Texas's best starting pitcher, mm-hmm. who has a three ERA this season, and he, and he gets a strikeout per inning. If you wound up with Mike Miner and Kirby Yates and, uh, and Sergio Romo from a few days ago, and you held on to Royce Lewis, that's a win at the deadline and you have a much better chance to win the World Series. And so I just, I hate this narrative that if they don't, if the cheap poll ads, if the same old front office doesn't get Noah Syndergaard, it's the same old, that's not true, Rami. No, that's not true. And I, I haven't I haven't been here long enough and, and experienced enough of the twins and the poll ads that if I'm not happy with what they do at the trade deadline to scream cheap poll ads and, and say that's why this team didn't do what I thought they needed to do to put themselves in, in position to contend and maybe even win a World Series. But I do think that they owe it to the fans to make those types of moves. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily Noah Syndergaard or somebody with as much name value as Noah Syndergaard. I can appreciate the smaller, more under-the-radar moves if that's the route that they decide to go. But they need to add at least one or two arms to that bullpen. And if they can upgrade one of their top three starters in the rotation, that would go a long way, too, towards, towards winning games in October. We talked to Eno Saris today from The Athletic on the Twins show. 
And he said something that is simple and profound all at once. When we talk about what you're trading, what you're giving up for these guys that we talk about in these trade rumors, when you're trying to win a World Series, the way to look at it, throw out the analytics of what these guys are going to do over the course of a season and blah, blah, blah. It's going to come down to winning one game. It's going to come down to winning one baseball game. So would you rather have player X or player Y on the mound in a situation where you need to win one baseball game? And I think that the Twins need they the the logical and 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 choice the choice that makes sense at this point, the route to take that makes sense because of where this team is is to go out and and put themselves in the best position possible when it comes down to that one game that they have to win, yeah. not thinking about the future. Rami hanging out in Milwaukee as he uh, prepares for Milwaukee Comedy Fest later this week, attempt to to make people laugh. Or a bomb completely. We're not sure. Either way, we're looking forward to it on behalf of Rami. Oh, they're going to laugh. 651-646-8255. Mike in Burnsville. You're on the show. I still do love it when Rami does know that he has to preface it with, I haven't been here long enough when he's talking to us. I mean, this has been sticking in my cry ever since noon. I listened to from 12 to 6 almost every day because I'm at work. Thank you, Mike. I'm trying to be as convinced as you guys are, that it's just an automatic, laughable hang-up on anything involving Syndergaard and Buxton. I mean, yeah, Buxton, he's a great center fielder, but in my opinion, he's been nothing but a disappointment at the plate. He's also hurt and out for 40 games a year, and I would agree it would be laughable, but if for the fact that you would have Syndergaard for the playoff run this year, and he's under contract for two more years, so I just, how is it just so... We would never do that. I'm going to laugh in your face. And, yeah, maybe we could get a couple prospects from the Mets, too. I just I understand Buxton's a great outfielder, but and I'm so sick of I, I care what happens in two years. I'm a Minnesota sports fan. I want to win a damn championship now or at least put myself in the best place to try and do it. Do you think the Twins have any chance, as they're constructed now, when they go up against Verlander, Cole, and whoever the hell they're going to trade for because they don't give a crap about 2023. So, Mike, I'll tell you this, and you can, hey, if, if you want to make a hot take police citizen's arrest here, you're welcome to. <laughs> Byron Buxton helps you in your venture to win a World Series more this year than Noah Syndergaard does. I understand that, but does he help? If Syndergaard, like I said, if he wasn't going to be here the rest of the year and two years after that, it's just, it's so hard, so hard to sit and watch other Major League Baseball games when this team's throwing out Verlander and Cole and this team's throwing out Bueller, Kershaw, Ryu, and then it's just down the line. Oh, I'm going to watch the Nationals. Oh, I see Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin pitching. Oh, I'm going to watch the Twins. Yeah. I see Oda Rizzi. <laughs> I hear you. No, Mike, thank well, you for the call. Thank you for listening. I hear you. But Buxton Buxton turns but, Jose Barrios into a guy that can go toe-to-toe with Justin Verlander. But Buxton, my point is this. The Mets asked about him. But but to talk about Buxton extensively in this context is to is to lose sight of the conversation because it's not necessary to do Buxton. You can get... if. If you take one of those top two prospects, I guarantee you this. If you take Royce Lewis and let's say two other top prospects to the Mets, you've got a good chance to make that trade. Byron Buxton is a name. I mean, we, we don't hear about this, but guys, this happens constantly. 
top guys are asked for. And teams just laugh and say no, but they don't hang up. They continue uh, talking. And I feel like the Buxton report is almost out there so that we take our eyes off the prize, which is the real conversation of what's it going to take. And Lewis or Kirilov to trade them would not be easy. Would I do it at this point in time with where this team is at potentially? I think I would. Wouldn't do them both, but I would do, let's say it's Kirilov and two more pretty good prospects. I think that gets it done. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep people updated on Twins trade rumors and on any other ridiculous requests that the Mets make in the next 22 and a half hours. And we have a four-hour <laughs> yes. Twins show special starting at noon tomorrow. And we're also going to have a live streaming edition of Score North Live Cluster Fun on all of our social media platforms starting at 11 o'clock. So we are all over the trade deadline tomorrow and we'll be sweating it with all of you guys right here on Score North starting at noon, a four-hour Twins trade deadline special. Rami, would you trade your pillow for Noah Syndergaard, or is that is that too steep of a price? No, I'd say the same thing about that as I would for the Byron Buxton trade. There are too many uncertainties with Noah Syndergaard, whereas with my premium, my pillow, I know what I'm getting, guys. And you'll know what you're getting when you get a two-pack of my my pillow premiums for sixty nine ninety eight. That's only thirty four ninety nine per pillow. Just thirty four ninety nine per pillow. It's their best offer ever. It's still the best pillow out there, and it's still made right there in Minnesota. And you get two of them for sixty nine ninety eight. A great deal on the best pillow you'll ever buy. I love my my pillow and I know you'll love yours because it's patented interlocking fill adjust to fit how you sleep. You can even throw it in the washer, throw it in the dryer and it comes with a 60-day money back guarantee. So even if you don't like it, you will, but if you don't, you got nothing to lose. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio special tab in the top right corner and enter the promo code north at checkout and get yourself two new premium my pillows today at their best price ever. You can give them a call at 800 800- Six two zero four four three nine or that website again, mypillow.com and the promo code North. Better sleep is waiting for you. Two premium my pillows for the lowest price ever. Just sixty nine ninety eight. Go to mypillow.com and enter the promo code North. You'll sleep better and you'll save money and you'll sleep better because you're saving money. Go to mypillow.com and enter the promo code North and get yourself two new premium my pillows today at their best price ever. That phone number again, eight hundred six two zero four four three. That website again, MyPillow.com, and the promo code NORTH. Better sleep is waiting for you. Get two premium MyPillows for their lowest price ever, just $69.98, MyPillow.com, promo code NORTH. Countdown is on as the MLB trade deadline is under 24 hours away now, under 23 hours. We're in the 22-hour mark now until MLB trade deadline you can also join the boys tomorrow. Four hours of Score North Twin Show as we wrap up the tw- the MLB trade deadline. Another way you can join the show: join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zulgad, and former Minnesota Twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on Baseball Tuesday, August sixth, beginning at five p.m. for Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company with prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do that, people out there, people of the world. If you want to hang out with the three of us hooligans, Mackie, Judd, Rami, and Glenn Perkins. That's right, three-time all-star Glenn Perkins and one of the contributors on the Scorner Twin Show. Like Jonathan said, tickets are free, but you gotta register at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. August 6th, 5 to 7 o'clock. 
Modest Brewing. We'll tape a podcast in there. You'll get a free beer, some giveaways, a good time. So Judd, Rami texted me earlier today, and uh, he said, hey, I'm thinking of disowning a friend for something that happened at the Cubs game on Sunday. Okay. I really am. Can we guys. talk about it on our show? I want to talk about it on our show. Let's hear it. I would love to talk about it on our show. Okay, so Sunday... I bought a six-pack of tickets uh, for me, my girlfriend, and my brother and his family to go to Cubs Brewers on Sunday, and this was a birthday present for my nephew. Now, my nephew, a few weeks later, his mom informed him that they're going to be in San Francisco at the time that we were supposed to be going to this baseball game. So I had four extra tickets to do something with. So my brother and me, we contact a few people. We we gather uh, to. Three of our mutual friends, along with me, my girlfriend, and my brother, to go to this game. And one of my friends is a notoriously, constantly late dude. He's just later (laughs) than anybody is for anything ever. Okay, so as soon as I know he's on board, as soon and uh, should I just name him by name? I should name him by name. He I think deserved, middle name as well. Please. He deserved to be named by name. Patrick Briggs. Patrick Briggs <laughs> is late for everything. I love him like a brother. We've been friends since high school. So, morning comes of the game. Now I'm baseball geek guy. I'm I'm more of a baseball nerd than probably anybody in my personal circle. Right. So. I like to get there early. I like to be there for batting practice. I like to mill around the field a little bit before the game, scout out the concession stands. I just like being in the ballpark. The more time in the ballpark, the better for me, right? I'm with you. But I know not everybody is like that. And the five people I was going with are just not that person. So I was like, all right, guys, here's the plan. And this was discussed extensively via text message what we were doing. We're going to meet At my parents' house in Kenosha, Wisconsin, at 11 o'clock, we're going to take two cars. We're going to head to Miller Park. It's usually like a 40-minute drive, but there's a lot of construction between here and there. We might run into some stuff. We're going to have to park. We're going to have to walk into Miller Park. This will get us there right around 1 o'clock. Plus plus the TSA security at that that airport hangar. Exactly. It's it's really tough. Exactly. So, now, Patrick Briggs who's notoriously late for everything, he's coming from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. On, on a separate text thread. This is the text thread I've talked about with you guys before of me and my high school buddies. He's he's part of that. I think he unwittingly sold himself out and exposed that he had not yet left Chicago oh. at 10.15 a.m. He sent a text to another friend Ooh. on that other thread that said, Hey, Bryant, are you home? And I said, I have a better question for you. Are you still home in Chicago? Because the train leaves the station for this baseball game at 11 o'clock. Now, he claims, he claims that when I said, you guys have heard that expression before, right? Train leaves the station? That's a, that's a, that's a common expression. It is. He, he thought we were actually taking a train no. and claims oh. that at that point he just, he figured, well, I'm not going to make it and just stop driving. What? That's, that's his contention. <laughs> okay. I don't Rami, believe him. Rami, this is yes. crystal clear to me. Yes. This is a former friend as of today. Yes. <laughs> you haven't heard the worst of it, Judd. You have oh, not I'm heard do- the worst I'm already of it. done. No, no, no. No. Okay. No. Uh-uh. No. So, we go to the game, right? As we are, are finding our parking spot, Kyle Schwarber hits a grand slam. 
Oh. It's a grand slam. And I'm, th- I'm throwing an absolute tantrum in the car, right? <laughs> but I get over it. I get in the ballpark. I get a bratwurst. I get a hot dog. I have a few beers. I eat some peanuts. I run into some old friends. I have a grand old time, and I let the whole thing go, right? Yep. I hadn't seen the Kyle Schwarber home run grand slam until this morning. I've just been running around oh, since no. I got I, out here. Longest haven't, that guess, haven't yeah. seen any highlights, <laughs> nothing like that. This morning, I'm walking my dog, and for whatever reason, the Kyle Schwarber Grand Slam highlight comes across my timeline. This thing basically landed in our seats, guys. The Grand oh, Slam basically oh, you were in the right field? landed in our seats what? in right fi- in the right oh. field bleachers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I just learned that this morning. That thing basically landed in the seats that we ended up sitting in. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why didn't you just leave without him once you deducted what he was doing? Because I'm too nice a damn guy. Oh, I would have left. Zelgad. That's I left. why. That's Bill? why. I would have left too. I would have. I've been like, sorry, dude. I like to make it very clear up front. Yes. Here are the expectations. Here are the times we are leaving. Yep. And if you don't, you're on your own at that point. Yep. I'll leave it. Listen, I'll hide a ticket in the bushes. If it's gone when you get there, sorry. Yep. I think Phil's exactly right. Were they physical tickets or was it like no, was it like an e-ticket? It's the e-ticket. Well, you could have just transferred him his ticket and just been like, all right, show up whenever you get here, and you could have gone on time. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just too nice a guy. Nobody wanted to leave. And I, like I said, I wasn't that upset about it after having a good time until this morning, and I saw that highlight, and I lost my damn mind. I actually hate to be mean here, but I blame you. Yeah, what? I'm kind what? of blaming you. You were totally in control, dude. You could have given him the ticket. Well, or just don't do it and say, <laughs> yeah. too bad. Yeah. We're out of I luck. mean, Phil, Phil's right. We're just glad say, that home run landed in your seat now. <laughs> Phil's right. Just tell your friend there are ramifications for every action, and you're being punished. The... I don't, I don't. This one's on you, Rami. Yeah. No, no this yeah. isn't on hey. me. People no. need hey. to be on time. Hey, you Rami. Told them the start what? time. You leave on time. Hey, That's Rami. You. Rami, yes, tighten Phil. it up. <laughs> <laughs> and tell, tell your guy Bart Winkler, by the way, to uh, to just pump the brakes on this Anthony Barr hit that was like a decade ago. Hey, t- today was today was uh, Bart's wedding shower. Let's let's. Or not wedding shower, baby shower. Let's we, not let's not pile on. We the should have today. sent office linebacker Anthony Barr to come around the corner and take him out. Take him out. Yeah. All right. We we got to run. Rami, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Rest up because we have all kinds of amazing twin show stuff between noon and four tomorrow. And you're going to be part of that. So. Real quick before I go, do I do I post a picture of Patrick Briggs on Twitter and call him out by name for what he's done to me? Yeah, do one of those where you post three photos, one from kind of a distance, and by the third one, you're like zoomed in on his nose. <laughs> and I'm going to retweet it and put, it was Rami's fault. <laughs> it's hashtag Rami's fault. Rami, exactly. Right. like it. All right, boys. All right, I'll enjoy. You live and you learn. All right, that's Rami hanging out in Milwaukee. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the All New Score North. We're going to talk when we come up. We got an email last week, actually, that we wanted to dive into, and today it's perfect. Emailer Mark wants us to compare the twins and wild front offices. Like, this would be a perfect day to do that. So we will do that. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here for you business owners out there. And also here to raise money for good causes. I caught wind over the weekend. The Federated Challenge took place last weekend at uh, the River Center in St. Paul. They raised over $3 million for big brothers and big sisters. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Not bad for a two-day event over there. So at least there's something good happening over by the River Center right now. Federated's raising some money. 
Might have to use some of that money to go hire a new GM. I don't know. But Federated Mutual Insurance Company is a, is more than just a policy. You don't just get paperwork and uh, that's it. You get a face-to-face relationship with a company and people that have experience, over a century of experience as a company, in standing behind businesses and making businesses as successful as they can be in multiple different areas. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing rep. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.